Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. This one moves smoothly through the postures, nothing's held too long, and it leaves out things like warrior two and pigeons that can irritate your knees. Uh, Also gives a lot of modifications for wrists. So particularly if you work with joints that aren't always in the mood for uh, weight-bearing poses, this is a good one. Take it at your own pace, no matter what. Enjoy it. When you're ready, come on down to your mat and we'll get started. Cool. If you are just joining us, we're starting in child's pose. If child's pose is not comfortable for you for any reason, you can start seated. The idea is to ground yourself to be here in your body. If possible, to close your eyes. Let your face soften, that mask that we wear through our day for other people, particularly these days, that face that we have for Zoom. This is a lot of facial muscles, which use a lot of energy. Let your face release. Notice your jaw, your inner ear. skin around your eyes, your eyes themselves. Check in with the positioning of your head here. Is it comfortable for your neck? Would it be more comfortable on a block or on your hands? Stack one on top of the other. So you move your way down your neck to your upper back. How are you holding your arms? And could that create some more softness in your upper back if you were to bend the arms, bring them in a little bit, even wrap them at your sides? Then let your breath become full and deep. Let your child's pose be moved by your breath. On your next inhale, come on up to hands and knees. Take some rounds of cat and cow pose. If you've got particularly tender wrists today, take this on your elbows. Another reason to take this on your elbows would be to get more mobility in the upper portions of the spine. Just being aware of how you're moving your neck so that it's not overdoing your neck. In fact, underdo this and, and everything in the back of your neck. Take one more round, round an arch. Mm -hmm. 
then if working on forearms is good for you right now, keep with it. We'll come to dolphin. If you're on your hands, we'll come to down dog. Take a few breaths to pedal out, bend one knee and then the other. We're just gonna get moving. We're gonna stay moving for a while with some gentle movement, some very fluid kind of smooth flow. If you need a break, if you need rest, you take rest. On your next inhale, come back to center. Pause in the down dog to get your feet about hip distance, your hands about shoulder distance. We're gonna rock forward and back the high plank to the down dog. more rounds. Inhale forward and exhale back. Then we'll pause for an inhale and down dog. Better out through your ribs, spread especially through your back. When you empty, look to your hands, walk forward. We'll take ragdoll at the top of the mat. Bend your knees, let your hips hinge. And if you can, you get your chest to your thighs. If that's not happening, you bring your arms between your chest and your thighs. Let your head drop, let it get heavy. Let the nape of your neck become soft. And that skirt of the neck, the space of the upper back, begin to let go. They'll sway side to side from foot to foot. Let your breath carry you. Be sure you're not bouncing up and down. Right? So your arms are on your legs or your chest is on your legs. There's no bounce in your low back. There's sway side to side. Good. Getting better. And feet mat distance apart is a good guideline here. I see some feet a little closer together. Wider is going to serve better to open things up. Make your way back to a center line and release hands to mat. Walk your feet together. They don't need to touch. They're close underneath you. Press down. You have a sense of center as you roll up to standing. Draw your abdominals in. We're going to take the arms up, but also out so that the pocket between neck and shoulders is spacious. Then bow with your exhale. Bend at your knees. Send your hips back. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. I'm going to bow again with an exhale, chest to thighs and thighs to chest. So you take whatever knee bend you need to get your chest onto your legs, your legs onto your chest. Keep that knee bend as you press your feet down and roll up to stand. When you get to the top, the arms are wide. You squeeze your legs straight to stand. Bend the knees again as you send your hips back. You're bringing chest and thighs together, however deep that knee bend needs to be. 
Then a halfway lift, you bring your spine to parallel the floor, abdominals up and in to support the low back. Then as if you were doing an abdominal curl, pull yourself back down into it. Let your head drop heavy. Keep whatever bend you've got in your knees, press into your feet, roll up to standing. It's only at the very top that we straighten the legs out, straighten the arms, reach out through the fingers. Then bow, exhale to fold at your hip. Head drops last, but it really drops, it really goes. Then as you come into the halfway lift, the head is the last thing to roll up into that. And it levels with the spine. Then pulling from your abdominals, it's abdominals, chest, then shoulders, neck and head that fold down and in. Press your feet down, roll up to stand. And all of these, it's the head that moves last as the spine moves. It wants to move first. The brain always wants to move first. You're carrying your brain through space. Letting it slow down, letting it come along for the ride. As the structure of your body does the work. Bow in, abdominals pull in, chest to thighs, then your shoulders, neck, and head. Gonna move on, inhale, rolling up, standing, same idea. You stack your spine, your head at the top. Bow with your exhale, fold in. Abdominals in, heart forward, the neck and head line up. You keep your gaze set to the floor in front of your mat as you step back to your high plank. When you exhale, you're going to go right back to down dog. And we're going to inhale forward to the high plank. And rock onto your toes as you exhale, bend just at your elbows. You could put your knees down on the floor here. Keep your chest in line with your elbows, no lower. Then directly to up dog from there. Up dog, lengthen the back of your neck. Then press to hands and knees, then to downward facing dog. And we're gonna roll through a couple of half series B. Forward to a high plank and onto your toes. Tiptoes as you bend your elbows. You could always have your knees at the floor. Keep your gaze out in front of you on the floor. Breathe in for upward facing dog. Hands press down, the back of your neck goes along. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Cool. Again, inhale forward. Modify this as you like. Rock forward, halfway down only, no more. Breathe in, lengthen up through the back of your neck. Breathe out to down dog. We'll be here for a breath or child's pose. Breath in. And breath all the way out. And feel it empty. Look forward to your hands. Take your time getting there. When you get there, breathe in, lift halfway. And exhale, pull your abdominals in. That draws your chest to your thighs. And the last thing that happens is shoulders, neck, and head release. Press into your feet, roll up to standing. Abdominal muscles stack your spine, the chest lifts, neck and head, and the arms up and wide. Exhale, bow forward.
breathe in, lift halfway. And plant your hands, keep looking forward. You're gonna step back, then you'll rock forward into the low push-up. Breathe in for your up dog, back of your neck lengthens, back of your head high. And down dog, breathe all the way out. When you're empty, look forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out full. Press your feet down, abdominals in, we'll roll up to standing. Arms wide, neck soft. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Press your feet down, feel your abdominals draw in. Then plant your hands down, press them. You step back as you rock forward, abdominals in, legs squeeze. And an upward facing dog, lift the back of your head so that your chin's level nose straight ahead. And down dog, breathe all the way up. You stay here or child's pose. Another breath in. and a breath all the way out. And you look to your hands and walk or lightly hop the top of your space. Breathe in, the lift halfway. And breathe out, fold forward. Set your hips back for Ukatasana, hips back, then abdominals in, then chest lifts, arms parallel to the floor today, keeping it out of the neck. Exhale, fold forward. When you inhale, lift halfway, walk your feet a bit apart, about half hip distance. And then right foot back, low lunge. We're gonna straighten and bend in the front knee. So the inhale will take you up and back. And your exhale into the lunge, basically moving from lunge to lifted pyramid. See if you can get that technique of the body moving from the feet, the legs, through the core, then the neck and head. It's a, the gaze can be useful here. You set the gaze out in front of you and lunge on the floor. And then as you lift your hips up and back, draw your abdominals in, your chest drops, then your neck and head. One more round. And you pause in the lunge. Tighten up your back leg on your inhale. Look forward and step back, low push up on your exhale. This could also be a step back to down dog if you prefer that. Breathe in, upward facing dog, even child's pose if you prefer that. Make your way all the way back to down dog. We meet there. Then you're gonna step your right foot forward. Pause here in the low lunge. 
turn your back foot flat. So it's like a warrior one. Maybe we're just staying here. Then you straighten and bend in your front knee with the back foot in that warrior stance. So the toes are turned to whatever angle allows your back knee to be straight, your foot to be grounded. And do you to feel this a little differently in the inner thigh <laughs> as you move up and back in the in the lunge we feel more hip flexor here more of the adductor muscles have one more when you exhale you're coming back into the warrior stance with your hands down look forward on the floor back heel spins up you step back Low push-up. We breathe in, upward facing dog, good. And breathe out, down dog. From here, look forward to your hands and walk or lightly hop to the top of the space. We'll breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Bow forward, breathe out. Excellent. On your inhale, Utkatasana, chair pose. Sit back, arm parallel to the floors to keep it out of the neck and shoulders. Exhale, bow forward. When you breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet about hip distance apart. Then you'll step your left foot back. The low lunge, fingertips down. You can always use blocks here. They are golden for some extra space. Good. The next time you make your way to your lunge, press into your front foot, tighten up your back leg. Plant your hands, look forward as you step back. Low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Here you're gonna step your left foot forward into the low lunge and then turn the right foot flat at an angle. In the warrior one stance with hands on the mat or on your blocks. Then you will again, inhale, straighten through the front leg and exhale, bend into it. So when you bend into the warrior stance, you're gonna be opening and lengthening the adductor muscles on the back leg. You might also find that when you lift out of this into the uh, the more pyramid-like pose, you get some outer hip opening. Um, and at least I'm hoping that's what you're getting. If you're getting like left ear pain, uh, that's that's not it. But if you're not quite feeling that, one thing you might consider is as you come up and out of it, really press into the foot and pull your hip into center. It's going to try to take off to the side. 
come back to the stance, press into both feet as you plant your hands, then step back, high to low push up or down dog. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog. Have a breath. And let it go. Down dog, you're going to take your right leg up behind you, straighten it, tighten it, and then drop your left heel down toward the mat and bring your left forearm down to the mat. So if wrists are an issue today, definitely uh, go for the forearm work here, or you could come down to hands and knees or forearms and knees and take the same idea. Bend your upper knee if that's appropriate for your knee. For some of us, it's not, that's fine. Let your hips turn open. Press your left forearm down and forward. Breath in. And as you breathe out, come back to center. You're going to step your right foot about halfway up your mat. And spin the heel in toward the center of the mat so that the right foot is again pointing at an angle, about a 45 degree angle. You're going to lift your left leg up. So you're like in a very short down dog. It's the corgi of down dogs with one leg, with the left leg up. Your choice here also to keep the leg straight or bend the knee depending on how your knee feels. Then if you'd like a little balance work, press into your left hand, press into your right foot, reach up to catch the left. If you're like, nah, man, I'm good, then totally cool, you're good. You're gonna give it a try, give it a try. Most important thing before you take that right hand off the floor is to be sure that your left hand and your right foot have got you. Once you've gotten what you can get there, we're slowly release it. Look to the front of your mat, step your left foot up, right foot follows, breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And then bow forward, breathe out, walk your feet apart. And take some ragdoll sways again. Again, what you're going to do is take your chest to your thighs. They're going to meet, or you're going to put blocks or your arms between. And then you're going to shift your hips side to side, feet as wide apart as, as you can go for you to get stance wide, to release in your low back, and to have no bouncing in the, in the fold itself. The fold stays pretty, pretty still. The movement is side to side. One more breath here. Make your way back to center. Walk your feet together. Keep a softness to your knees. Press into the floor. Roll up to standing abdominals in. Heads the last thing to stack on your spine. Then the arms reach up and wide. Broaden your back, melt the shell of the upper back. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. 
gaze is in front of you on the floor. Plant your hands, step back, keep your gaze forward of your mat on the floor as you lower. We'll breathe in upward facing dog. Chin level the back of your neck long. Like you just had traction out the back of your neck. And down dog, breathe out. If you'd like to take a breath here in child's pose, go for it. We'll all have breath in. And breath out. Take the left leg up. For now, straight, squeeze tight. Bring your right elbow down to the floor. And press your right forearm down and forward so that it's taking most of your weight. Right? And, and we're not trying to dump the weight into it. We're, we're using the forearm down and forward to buoy the upper leg up. You bend the knee if you like. Use the outer hip muscles to lift as you drop your right heel down. Let your head drop, let it take its most natural position. Not its most usual, but its most natural anatomical position. Slowly unwind this. You step left foot halfway up your mat. Spin it so that you're turning it toes to about 45 degree angle. Lift your right leg up. Again, you can keep the right leg straight or you can bend the knee depending on how your personal knee is working today. Press into the foot that's on the floor. Squeeze tight through the outer thigh of the upper leg. Press the foot down, you lift the top knee up. If you feel balanced in your pose between your right hand and your left foot, you reach your left hand back and catch the right. And then you release the foot, hand to the mat. Step your right foot up to the top, then your left foot up to meet. Inhale, lift halfway. And exhale, fold forward and walk your feet apart. You can take a ragdoll again or we'll sit back into a low squat. As you sit into the squat, this particular one, knees forward. If you'd like, if you have blocks, you can bring the blocks you sit your sitting bones on as you focus on pressing your feet down. It doesn't take anything away from the range of motion of the squat to have blocks. You do not want your hips sagging in this pose. So there's two ways to do a squat appropriately. One would be to sit like, like I got this and now I'm perfect. Right? Sit, let this deep hip action just stay in the body. So you focus on pressing your feet down. The other is to be in the squat very, very light, right? So that you're pressing your feet down and there's a hovering to your hips. The one way we don't want to be in the squat is collapsed. Right? So see how my weight is now hanging off my knees? That's a no-no for your knees because you're going to want them around for a while. So if you're choosing not to have blocks in your squat, you're really pressing through your feet like you could jump anytime. That's my PSA for your knees. And slowly release your hands, walk your feet together. 
Does it matter if you can ever get down to a low squat without a box? No, it does not matter. Does it matter if you have healthy knees? Yes, it matters a lot. Soft knees here, roll up to stand. Mountain pose, arms overhead and wide. We'll take an eagle with the bear hug wrap so that the arms come around. And the reason why we're gonna do the, the bear hug is that we're gonna get an action of the upper back. So across the right leg over, I'm turning my back to you for the reason that the action that we're trying to get is the shoulder blades pressing out into the hands. So there can be shoulder blades pulling away from my hands or shoulder blades pressing into my hands. It's not a huge visual, but get the sensation of your shoulder blades pressing out into your hands. It's like you're spreading your wings. Keep that if you want to intertwine your forearms, great. If you get there, but the wrist hurts, that's not great. Right, so you unwind until what you can focus on is the spreading of your back. Every inhale, the grounding of your foot, every exhale. Next inhale, unwind, plant your feet, arms wide, that pocket between your neck and shoulders soft. And then the other side with the bear hug first to feel your shoulder blades on either side, even if you just feel the edge of them. Right. And cross the left leg over. Heather, you're a pro. Just between poses, she had to let the cat out. This is, this is this is us being resilient, getting right back to it. There's distractions everywhere. You can come back. If you want to interlace the arms, this side might work differently. Give it a go. Again, if it's great, it's great. And if it hurts, that's not great. So anything that you can do to lessen any struggle that you're having, any little thing that you can do to lessen your struggle is the yoga. Physical, mental, emotional, whatever it is. On your inhale, unwind, reach up. And we'll exhale, fold forward. Breathe in to lift halfway, flat back. And plant your hands. You can step back through a vinyasa. You could move back to child's pose. You could do anything in between. Breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. On an inhale, we're gonna take the right leg up and back behind. When you exhale, look forward, rock toward a plank, bring your right knee in towards your chest and step as close up to the line of your hands as you can. On the center line of your mat, you have your foot pointing straight ahead. If you have a block, grab it in your right hand. We're gonna come up to half moon. Press your standing foot down 
If you don't have a block, you can definitely work this on the floor. Right. Take your left hand to your left hip. Squeeze the musculature there so that your leg comes up as close to parallel with the floor as it can get. Right. The leg wants to hang down a bit. Use the outer thigh. This is the Jane Fonda leg lift time. Squeeze and press your heel to your back wall or your back fence, whatever you've got going on. Once you've assured yourself that your leg is as high as it's going to get toward parallel, float the left arm up if you like. Or bend your knee, catch the foot. Have a breath in. And as you breathe out, we'll bow forward at the front of the mat. So left foot steps down, right foot steps to meet it. You'll have an inhale to lift halfway. And exhale to fold down, standing child's pose. Wrap your arms around your legs, knees into your chest, however deep your knee bend needs to be. Let your spine curl, chin tuck in, have a breath. Press your feet down and on an inhale, you're gonna roll up to standing. Mountain pose, arms wide again to soften around the neck and shoulders. Spread out your fingers, fan your hands. Bow forward, breathe all the way out. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And you'll plant your hands and step back. Move through a vinyasa or move straight to child's pose, anything in between. Breathe in. Good. Breathe out. Then on an inhale, you'll take your left leg up and back behind you, squeeze it tightly, bring the weight up with it. And then look forward, rock forward into your high plank. Bring your knee in towards your chest. Step the left foot. Center of your mat as close to your hands as it goes. Point your toes straight ahead. Slide your block or your hand out in front of your foot. Press down into the floor. Come up for half moon. And the first thing that's going to happen is the leg is going to want to drop. Don't let it squeeze. Take your right hand to the right hip. Squeeze the outer thigh. We're working these muscles. We will get to stretching these muscles. We're warming them with this work here. Press your standing foot down. Squeeze the standing leg. Assure yourself that you're as close to that 90 degree angle as you're going to get. Not important that you get there, but you're as close as you're going to get today with the squeeze of your hip. And then your right arm up. One more breath in if you'd like to catch the foot. Open up. Do that. And as you exhale, bow forward, foot to foot at the front of your mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. 
and bow forward, breathe out. Press your feet down, draw your abdominals in. We're going to roll up to standing. And once again, you're going to practice spreading your upper back, softening your neck, reaching wide with your arms, fanning out your hands. Bow with your exhale. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Good. Then you plant your hands and you move back. Chaturanga or child's pose, anything in between. Maybe that's our next t-shirt. Chaturanga, child's pose, anything in between. Breathe all the way out. Good. Have a breath here. And let it go. You're going to look to your feet. More fun with angles. You're going to turn your right toes out toward the corner, about 45 degrees. You can walk your hands in until you feel like it's a good distance for you to be. And bend your left knee, send your right hip up and back. One more breath here. And then come back to center, parallel feet. Pause to note the difference between your two legs. And turn your left toes out to the 45 degree angle. Bend your right knee, send your left hip up and back. Down through your hands, pull into your abdominals. You can always do this on forearms or with your hands on blocks. And come back to center, parallel your feet. Look through your hands, walk or lightly hop to seated. We're going to take a slow roll down from seated. Have a block with you when you go, but start with making sure that your toes point straight ahead, your feet are parallel. Check that out. If you have a block that you can lie between them and the, the big toes touch the block, the rest of your feet may touch the block. They might not, depending on how your feet are shaped. Toes are pointing straight ahead, their hip distance. You slide down slowly onto your back. Keep the feet pressing down, keep them pointing straight ahead. We're gonna take a flowing bridge and maybe a floating bridge too. So floating bridge is when you come down, the hips don't touch the floor, right? Although that's not necessary. You might find that to be to your liking today, you do it. Otherwise you're planting your feet really firmly, being sure they're staying in the parallel straight ahead arrangement. We don't want them to turn out. That's what they, they kind of want to do themselves. That'd be the usual that can tighten in the low back and, and tighten up the outer hips. The outer hips are really strong. They try to work whenever they can. If you can keep the feet parallel, 
you'll be using more gluteal muscle, more hamstring. Moving up and down with your breath to a meditative quality in what you're doing. Once you're fairly certain of your footing and the legs, start to work with the upper arm bones down into the floor, shoulder blades down to the floor, the back of your head into the floor. And for a lot of us, when we come down onto our back, the default position of our neck is a little, little, little cramped. You might try picking up your head, sliding it back a bit to be sure that the back of the, leg, the, back of the neck is in its natural shape. I said back of the leg because the back of my legs are starting to uh, <laughs> tremble at this point. But it's the back of your neck that you want to have feeling really at ease and natural. Okay. Which is different than usual, right? There's a lot of natural movement of our body that's unusual for us because our usual is so unnatural these days. Press your feet down, lift your hips up, stay in this one. Make sure the back of your neck is long, then press the back of your head down. We're strengthening the muscles of posture in the neck. Press the arm bones down, strengthen the back muscles, have breath in. And then exhale your way slowly down. If you do have that block between your feet, you're just gonna monkey it up to your hands, take it out of the way so that you can walk your feet together in Supta Baddha Konasana. One hand to your navel center, one hand to your heart. You'll breathe here. We'll do some breath work. If leaving out wheel is not an option for your practice and you wanna go for a wheel now, you go right ahead. Otherwise, we're here with some breathing work. Take breath in, fill your lungs, feel both hands rise with the inhale. And then from deep abdominal muscles, breathe out. And again, you'll let your inhale fill the space first in your heart. Then you'll feel the hand that's on your navel rise. Then you'll let the abdominals be the first mover here. They pull in. And you'll feel then your rib cage move with the exhale away from the hand. When you fill up, you'll feel the rib cage come back to the hand, then the abdominals expand. And then once again, you start with the abdominals, do the work from deep belly, exhale. Feel the effect underneath the hand that's on your heart. Two more rounds. Fill first that space around your heart. Then as much as you can into the abdominals, the diaphragm dropping down into the abdominal cavity. And the abdominals press the diaphragm back up and in. It helps the lungs press out the air. That's where the rib cage then just draws in slightly. And then you fill again. And you bring your knees together and hug them in onto your chest. Get a little rock side to side across your low back. 
you've got the block around still and you'd like to activate the muscles of twist, place it between your knees, your upper thighs, your belly twisting pose, press your shoulder blades and the back of your head into the floor. Once again, being sure that your neck feels long and in its neutral state. If you end up feeling like you're really kicked back nose toward the back wall and some of us like our, our neck really does feel that tight, you might want something small underneath the back of your head, something like a little, uh, those little uh, sitting blocks or the even thinner, the, uh, the slight sitting blocks. If you don't have one of those, I can get you one. We got plenty here, um, but the, the sitting blocks look like this. And for most of us in this pose, we don't need one. For some of us, we do. And it's usually the smallest size. This one's a little big, but it just helps to be able to press the head down and keeping the neck in that neutral alignment. If that's an issue for you, then let's talk. Because tech neck is real and it's getting realer every day. Press your shoulder blades down, press the back of your head down. Okay. One more round. And make your way back to center. And you let the block go. Hug your right knee in towards your chest. Extend your left leg out. Could be on the floor, could hover. Depends on how you're feeling about it. If you want a little more work in your practice today, hover it from pulling your abdominals in. Keep it tight. Then you're going to let the left leg rest if it's not already. Extend your right leg up. Do a hamstring stretch where you hold your your hamstring, or if you have a strap, you could catch your foot. So if you don't have a strap, but you have something like a towel or a sock or dish rag, I guess that's a towel technically. I don't know, you're at home, you have something that, that would resemble something that you could hold your foot with. You find it yet, it have got some time here. If you have a strap that's long enough for your arms to rest on the floor, then hold your strap with a degree of traction and tension that your upper arm bones can rest on the floor. Right? So that we're not actually doing any pulling. That's like the yeah, ultimate goal here would be to find the right amount of traction where your arms, your neck, your jaw, your face don't have to do anything. So you become an efficiency enthusiast, getting just the right amount of stretch, doing the least amount in the muscles of expression and communication. Those include your hands, your fingers. So you could have your hamstring with your hands if you don't have any uh, strap-like object. We're going to turn the toes once more out to the angle. So the 45 degree angle, half of a V shape with your foot. If you have your hamstring, you just keep holding it. Keep your right hip all the way planted on the floor. Just let your leg slide across the center line. 
if you have the strap, the strap comes into your left hand and the leg slides across the center line. But the right hip, the right bum cheek stays down on the floor. So it's an outer hip stretch, not a twist. In fact, pull your abdominals in, pull your sacrum to the mat. If you want more from this, you start to bring the leg more toward you, toward your face, toward your shoulders. One more breath there. Then you're gonna make your left side really heavy. You might put your left hand on your left hip just to ensure that. Take your right leg out to the side. Your body's gonna to wanna to roll over to the right. Keep your left hip down, only go so far as the leg can go without the left hip rolling up with the left hip heavy. So for a lot of us, self-included, that takes putting your right hand to the outside of your right shin or your right thigh in order to stop the action from going too far and, and rolling over. Right? For the body to open, it has to be anchored on one side. So this, this pose has to be anchored at the hips. For then the, the inner thigh to receive the benefit. And if you want more, you start to draw the leg up toward your shoulder, up closer to your body. There's only so far it's gonna go out to the side before it gets to a, a compression. For some of us that's, you know, onto the floor, but for a lot of us, it's gonna be compression before it's fully started to stretch. Right, so if you've got your leg out to the side, left hips down and you don't feel much going on, start to draw the leg up so that the foot comes more toward the line of your face. And you come back to center slowly by bending the knee, hug it in, right knee into your chest. Then plant your right foot on the floor Press the right foot down to lift your hips, slide them over to the right. Rolling onto the outer edge of your left hip, let your right knee just glide across your body into a twist. Left hand to the top of your right hip, press the right hip toward the front of your mat. Drop your right shoulder heavy into the floor. If it's not getting to the floor, pick up your left shoulder, slide it over to the left. Have a breath in. And a breath out. Now on an inhale, unwind everything slowly. Come back to center. Realign your hips, your ribcage, your head. Lengthen out low back and your neck. We're gonna draw your left knee in, extend your right leg out. If you want a few moments of core work here, squeeze your leg, draw your abdominals in, 
if you prefer, let the heel rest. We'll get there in a second. Have breath. And let your right heel rest on the floor as you extend your leg up into a hamstring stretch. And you can hold the hamstring. You could catch the foot with your strap or strap-like thing. And then once you have a strap going on, it's easy to kind of grab on for dear life, like you're climbing the rope in gym class or trying to like, hold on to something that's trying to get away. But instead, see if you can loosen your grip. And if you have something that's long enough for your arms to rest on the floor, do that. And then find that ideal amount of traction, the ideal amount of length in the strap where the strap is doing the work and your forearm and hand muscles, your shoulders, your face, your throat, your jaw are able to release. And that is called working smart instead of working hard. You'll still be working hard in the back of the leg as you're stretching here. But you'll take any hardness out of the shoulders, the neck, the throat. Leave those spaces open and soft so that your body can receive breath. and empty out the breath that it's done with. We'll take your strap or your leg right, into your right hand. Let the leg cross your center line as you turn your toes out to the diagonal. So left toes to the left diagonal, 45 degree angle. And as you're going, the left hip might try to lift or get light. Keep the left hip heavy. Feel the outer hip area. And it will probably just light up. But if it's too much, it's too much. You ease up on the leg or the strap. Feel just enough. And the thing to note is how's your breathing? If you can easily bring breath in and press breath out, you're doing well. And if you can't, you want to get to the point where you can. It's very, very hard to let go of any tension in the leg if you're not breathing well. Even the, the most massive stretches you can possibly do if you're not breathing well, we're going to have unintended consequences. You soften the muscles around where the breath is coming in and getting out. That's a challenge, right? That is a challenge in and of itself. That's why this is so helpful to all of us throughout our day as we take tensions in, we store it in these muscles of communication and expression. And learning to release them so that we can get breath in and out 
is what's going to help our body get the tension out. And it becomes this virtuous circle. We're going to move the leg out to the side, taking either the strap in your hand or taking your hand to the outside of the leg. For most of us, it will be like the, the hand on the outside of the shin that supports the leg from going too far. Right. Instead of trying to push it out to the side. What's going to tell you you're in the right spot is that your right hip, your right shoulder are down and heavy into the floor. You feel like you have an anchor. Are you able to breathe? And then if you've gotten to the point where you're as far out to the side as you're going to get, but you're not feeling much stretch, draw the leg up or toward your body. I guess up is relative toward your head, toward your shoulder. Let your head and shoulders heavy into the floor. to come back into center first bend the knee hug it into your chest then you'll take the foot to the floor press your foot down lift your hips up slide them over to the left sliding onto the outer right thigh as the knee comes across twist take your right hand to the top of the hip Press it away as you lengthen your side body. Left shoulder blade is up from the floor. Lift your right, shift over until you can get your left shoulder blade down. You might not take the, the knee so far over. That'll be fine. You still want that anchor point. And then you lengthen away from that anchor. Inhale, let this just dissolve. Make your way back to center. You hug both knees into your chest. If there's any finishing pose or stretch you like, you take it and make your way to Shavasana when you're ready. Good work, y'all. Have a few moments to appreciate it, to appreciate yourself. You got you here. You kept you here. And you made some time and space to take care of you. which is really important to the rest of the world. To take time to clear our own stuff out, to put down the things that we carry so that we can be more open 
more generous, more kind for having put them down. And if you would like to stay in Shavasana, if you can stay, please stay as long as you like. If about an hour was what you had for your practice, slowly start to wiggle your fingers and toes to remember the edges of you. And then you roll gently to a comfortable side Take your time in coming to seated. And we'll sit together with hands at heart. Have a moment to drop your chin. Let your head move side to side. Keep your heart lifting into your hands so that the center of your body stays upright and buoyant. And let chin drop once again to chest. Let your inhale spread your upper back. And as your exhale empties you out, slide your thumbs up to your forehead center and use your hands to help your head up to stack at the top of your spine. We'll pause with each other in appreciation of the time that we shared. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you guys so much. It was great to see y'all. Thanks, Anna. And thank you so much for listening in. If you'd like to join us live on Zoom, you can check out our website, 3 And if you'd like to help support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3 Thanks again. Namaste.